0: What does motion sound like? With Kizikans Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizikcom slash socks.
1: One of the biggest missed opportunities that I consult with companies on all the time, and it drives me nuts, is you just got an order from someone. You just ordered something online, thousand dollar product, whatever. What do you get? An auto-generated generic receipt. You are missing a massive real estate opportunity right there to change the status quo, to shock, to awe, to personalize, to customize, to deliver something of value other than, here's this receipt that I'm either gonna file in my receipts folder if you're super organized, or delete, or just leave in your unopened inbox for umpteen years till you have 20,000 messages, depending on your email style. Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast, where driven women in business
0: learn how to become more bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident. Feel empowered and challenged through inspiring stories and tell it like it is advice for business, life, and leadership. Hey there, and welcome or welcome back to the Bombshell Business Podcast. I am your host, Amber Hurdle. And as you know, if you're a regular listener, I'm just having a party right now on my podcast with all of my friends. And uh, we're just barreling into this new season with people that I absolutely know, that I trust, that I have real talk with, that I'm going to present to you so you can learn from them um, with my full stamp of approval and my great amount of respect. So, Today, we're going to understand the importance of personalization, customization, and agency or choice in communication, and talk about how communication and synthetic media is becoming the new frontier of business communication. So whether you're a small business owner or you work for a large organization or even a small organization... This is a trend and it's a trend that's going to become the norm. So I want you to really pay attention to my friend, my real talk friend, who is somebody that I know I can say anything to and it's a safe place, Jill Schiffelbein. She's an award winning entrepreneur, author, and recovering academic with a passion for integrating communication, education, and technology for business. She taught business communication at Arizona State University for 11 years before venturing into entrepreneurship. Jill's business, The Dynamic Communicator, helps organizations navigate the physical and digital communication spaces to attract customers, increase sales, and retain clients. Her latest book, Dynamic Communication, 27 Strategies to Grow, Lead, and Manage Your Business, hit stores March 2017. She's also the Chief Experience Officer at a new tech startup, Render Media, a leader in the synthetic media space, which is so freaking cool. (laughs) Jill, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me. It's going to be fun to chat.
0: I know. We should both have a bourbon on the rocks with us right now. Why did we not figure this out?
1: (laughs) Because we both have too much shit going on for the, that's rest right. of the day <laughs> sorry, can I can I say that on this yes. podcast? I hope so. <laughs>
0: solid, solid point there. Yeah, that's probably probably yeah, for sure. So, okay. There's so many different ways that we could go with this, but let's just start by talking about um talking about how right now we're never going back. We always moving forward, we'll have to focus on personalization, customization, and giving people agency in their form of communication as well. Can you just start there?
1: Sure. So tying it into the background a little bit that you just read, like, yay, bios that we all have people <laughs> write for us. Um, it, it's really understanding communication has been a passion of mine for I mean, decades at this point. And in looking at it, I really get curious about what are the small changes that make the biggest difference? Like mm. how can you augment a single word, a single punctuation mark? I mean, we've probably all seen that meme, like it's time to eat grandma and it's time to eat comma grandma. Right. I mean, p- punctuation saves lives. So when we're looking at communication, sometimes finite nuance changes is, is all it takes to really move the needle somewhere. And when it comes to understanding sales, understanding decision-making, understanding relationship building, and while my bio says recovering academic, because I don't teach in academia anymore, I decided to go back and get my doctorate and like dive into this even more. And when it comes to any of those relationship-building things, especially in the business world, there is scientific proof in multiple situations with multiple experiments that the more personalized communication is, it leads to uh, better brand loyalty, better response rates, faster decisions, all of these things. And I'm not talking about personalization like a creepy used car salesman, like, Hi, Amber, what can I help you with today, Amber? Do you like this color, Amber? Like, <laughs> that's not personalization. That shows that was personalization was. in the 80s. <laughs> it was. Like, you can remember a name. Good for you. Gold Star, right? But, uh, you know, meaningful personalization. And then customization, right? A a personalized email is not, hi, merge with first name, look forward to seeing you at merge with location, right? That's more personalized than some communication is in business, and that does show benefits. But I'm talking now at exponentially scaled levels. Customization and giving people agency and choice. There's so much research on how if someone is a consumer of your content, Amber, like this podcast, if you decide that you're going to put this out in video, great. You also decide you're gonna put it out as audio only. Great. You could even decide to have an AI-generated transcript and put it somewhere that people could read it in text, although reading a 30-minute conversation in text, uh, listen to the audio, at least most people probably would. However, The minute someone makes a conscious and tactile decision to choose an avenue because you gave them an option and how they're consuming content, there's a whole rollout of snowballing effects that happen psychologically with that person in their relationship with you or your brand. So why don't we do this is because it takes freaking time, Mm -hmm. (laughs) a lot of freaking Mm -hmm. time, but now it doesn't have to. Okay. This is where I say, tell us more. (laughs) (laughs) This is what I'm so geeked about. Like my whole career has been based around professional communication in some capacity. Uh, You also have,
0: you're like a a bad mama jam, a virtual MC, virtual production, like event conference. Like you are a techie, techie communicator. Like those two things go together for you.
1: A socially adept nerd, I've been called. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> but uh, I, what really does it for me is like, yeah, the virtual, you know, the virtual revolution that we all experienced during COVID. Well, I was converting people's in-person trainings to live webinar formats back in 2010, 2011. I ran my first live virtual meeting in 2008. So I had been doing this for a long time ahead of the game, so to speak, not that there weren't other people doing it, but really doing this at scale, making business moves out of it. And then when COVID hit, for me, when people were lost, for me, it's you actually are so stressed about technology. What you need to be stressed about is how do you communicate effectively with the technology? Mm. We can train a monkey to press the right buttons. Mm -hmm. And that's not trying to be flip or dismiss anyone, but it's true. If anyone who is smart enough to listen to this podcast is smart enough to learn how to start a Zoom meeting, how to record a Zoom meeting, how to deal with audio settings. It's just that we don't take the time to actually take a deep breath and do it. Anyone can deal with basic technology stuff. But communicating effectively via technology is a challenge. So, when there came an opportunity to start helping companies and organizations demonstrate that through the production of their virtual events or then hosting them so people didn't feel so lost, it was a natural business extension.
0: Yeah. Well, and I observed too, um, you know, a lot of our peers jumped on that i'm a virtual expert bandwagon and look at all the you know whiz bang tools i use and and then i would sit in on some of that and i'm like that's to me it just feels like a distraction like i i understand some things can be used as a tool and it's a learning aid and it's a a good thing to augment what you already have. But I felt like right through COVID, like they're like, and we do this and we do that and we add this and we add that. And I'm like, I don't even know what's going on here. So even though there are tools that doesn't like, it's, it's like spandex just because you can doesn't mean you should. Right. (laughs) So you're moving into, like, what you're doing right now, I I think, is a game-changing solution for an issue that we have in the marketplace. And I would love for you to tell us, like, what is synthetic media and then what is it that Render Media
1: does? Amazing. Synthetic media. There's not one agreed-upon definition. But basically, synthetic media is just like synthetic leather. It looks like leather, it feels like leather, but you didn't kill a cow, right? Yeah. You know, and it's kind of the same thing. Synthetic media can look like you, it can sound like you, it can stand in for you, but it's not actually you. And a lot of people know these. There's a recent, like, 60 Minutes uh, thing that came out too uh, on deep fakes. And if you Google like Tom Cruise deep fake, you know, you'll see tons of hits, you know, Carrie Fisher deep fake, you'll see some hits on that. And what I want to say about that technology without getting too nerdy is a deep fake was not necessarily created with the person present taking their things. It was like taking a lot of images, taking a lot of videos that exist out there and then putting it together into this fake thing. So that's great. Fine. Synthetic media is doing it with intention. You are coming in, you are saying, I need a video clone. I need a vocal clone. I need you to merge these things together so I can produce content at unprecedented scale and be able to do it in a way that I control my image. Now, listen, anything you put online, every picture you put online, me talking on this podcast right now, us having this video on, anything that goes digital is at risk of being faked. Always. You have a profile picture on Facebook. I can deep fake that with, Oh, yeah. I mean, I personally can't, but, you know, people smarter than me with that stuff can. I know who to call. (laughs) (laughs) That's what matters. I know who to call. So synthetic media and the way that we're doing it is really synthesizing your actual likeness, your actual data and producing it in what we call a video avatar, which looks like you, sounds like you and can stand in for you with your authentication and approval.
0: And it is crazy real looking. And obviously it's, well, I mean, I guess I I won't get into the process of it because I want you to explain it, but it's crazy real looking and it's crazy real sounding. And to me, I'm just like, oh my gosh, like I don't have to sit here and record 50 different videos for a training program. I can just, what do I do? What do I do?
1: Uh, with our application, you can type in the script, copy and paste into an application and it will generate it. Stop it. Stop it. Okay. So
0: I am an introverted, shy business owner who wants to create a YouTube channel. Maybe I'm a real estate agent. Um, Maybe I'm a boutique owner. Maybe I am. I don't know, a CEO, of tons of people in the um, vacation rental industry. And I know that I need to create content. But first of all, I don't have time. I don't want to put my makeup and do my hair every single day. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so take me through the process of, okay, I, I decide I want to do this. I want to work mm-hmm. with Render Media. What is it that I do to make this happen?
1: So what we do, it takes about... 90 minutes in total, maybe two hours in some rare cases, to capture what we need to then do the magic behind the scenes with our partners and our proprietary mix to generate your custom avatar. And so you are reading teleprompter scripts to capture different aspects of your physical likeness, the way your face moves a little bit, some slight body movement. I mean, we're not full on gestures yet because with artificial intelligence, if I did this once and we generated it from that clip, then every like 5 seconds you would see you can
0: do this <laughs> and it would be really, which you're really going to have to hold my arms down because i am sicilian so you're going to have to
1: be like amber <laughs> no it, once you do a couple read throughs it's amazingly interesting how people adapt people who are used to being on stage speaking with all types of enthusiasm it's a barely simple process and painless the second half then is focusing on capturing your vocal clone. And so we have people prepare, you know, 10 to 15 minutes of conversation topics, something that they would share in a speech, maybe, you know, questions that clients commonly ask, and you just want to share um, about that. And then we're checking for emotional drivers so that your vocal qualities are hitting certain tones that we can use. So your avatar has more of a range. This is being improved every day, like the technologies and the advancements from my first avatar that I did in October of 2021, just to April, 2022's avatar, night and day difference.
0: So incredible. I mean, I'm just, I'm in awe. So, okay. So then you go and you record yourself on video, you record yourself on audio, the artificial intelligence does what it does. And it's like, okay, now we've got Amber's mind.
1: There's some humans involved too. So it does, it takes about two to three weeks to get this custom avatar generated well. There are different versions of it that can do it a lot faster, but you can really tell that it's an avatar. This level of customization and blending of these things is unique to us. But people have to be a little more patient because we care about the quality.
0: Yeah, I'd be patient to have it because people like you and I, like people expect us. Because we are the speaker, we are the author, we are the podcaster, we are the thing. And so if we're not like we couldn't get away, I'm sure some people could, but I don't feel like we could get away with something that doesn't look like our likeness. It doesn't feel like us personality wise.
1: For me, if it's not there all the way, then I might as well have a cartoon stand in Avatar, which is what most people think of when they think of Avatars, right? right? Now, I personally am not using this to stand in a hundred percent for me in terms of, I am not putting videos out there with it saying like, this is 100% Jill. I work my avatar into whatever script I use. So so for example, like if, if this, uh, you know, if I had unlimited time, right. And wanted to do this for every single thing, I could have sent you an email, Amber, that was just my avatar saying, you know, hi, Amber, I'm excited to meet with you on insert date field, you know, for the purpose of insert being on your podcast. I look forward to a great conversation. Well, actually not me, but Jill herself. I'm Jill's avatar. Really nice to meet you. So cute. Uh, Something like that. But the thing is, you have a base script like that with whatever customization fields you have. Now, all you're doing is copying and pasting and changing those fields. Or if you have robust CRM systems or any other data management systems for your customer base, you can have those things merge and you copy and paste the script from there. So you just enter in those fields and you figure it out. And that type of personalization is not just high merge name field, right? You're actually getting something and you're doing it in a very unexpected way that breaks the status quo. And when you're breaking the status quo, people's brains physiologically react differently to what you're saying. Not always positive, but differently.
0: So cool. So what are some of the applications? I mean, obviously, I'm looking at it from like course creation, speaking, videos, all the things that I do. But what are some of the applications for other businesses that aren't, you know, a speaker?
1: Yeah. I mean, let's talk about sales personalization, right? There's one of the biggest missed opportunities that I consult with companies on all the time and it drives me nuts is you just got an order from someone. You just ordered something online, $1,000 product, whatever. What do you get? An auto-generated generic receipt. You are missing a massive real estate opportunity right there to change the status quo, to shock, to awe, to personalize, to customize, to deliver something of value other than here's this receipt that I'm either going to file in my receipts folder if you're super organized or delete or just leave in your unopened inbox for umpteen years till you have 20,000 messages, depending on your email style. So. we all know we fall under one of those we all know so <laughs> so that being said i will not ask you which one you are but we are personal
0: that's where bed bath and beyond coupons go to die i've got thousands in their business i use superhuman so i stay on top of it
1: right right but <laughs> it's a. You know We have that, but what a missed opportunity. So imagine now that it's the CEO of the company. It is the business development manager that has been selling the product. It's someone who this person has interacted with. Now you have personalization, customization, and it's never been. Now, the challenge with this is we are not at the stage now where it's instantaneously generated because this is so new and we're in beta. We have human quality analysis on each and every video that is rendered. And people in beta understand that because they want it to be the best that it can be. Sure. So give us a year, that's an immediate application. Now you look at, for example, um, oh my gosh, there's just so so many. My brain gets overloaded here. But think about different types of emails that you can send out where you have, let's say you have your A-list leads. You go to a trade show. You have your A-list leads. Let's say you get 100 cards. You have your A-list leads. You're going to treat them very differently, right? any smart business person's going to. Then typically what happens after that, you have a mass email that you send out to the other 80 people that you just, you're like, all right, let's see what hits. Well, instead, now you pick a B group and you target those 20 some people in the B group with personalized messages and follow-up with personalization, with agency of choice and customization for how they consume the media. And even if they don't click on the video, seeing that there was a video created for them also communicates, even if the video is not communicating. Yeah. So it's a strategic move there. And then you do one video for all of the C's and see if you can adjust them in your funnel, right? So you get more targeting, more customization, more personalization, and more strategy around the way that you're using it. I mean, it's just absolutely fascinating.
0: It is is truly... Um... it's, it's it's kind of hurting my head because like it keeps wanting to go to the future where it's like this is going to become the norm because if this is if this is technology that is getting zhuzhed right now then like some of the other things that we've had it's you know i mean like there's like cloud um cloud app and um i can't think of this screen flow or like the ones that record in the cloud and you can do a quick video and send a link with your bomb bomb or some you know they're more email based or that sort of thing and like those of us who are doing it like we were cool and then like everybody did it and then it wasn't cool anymore (laughs) so like this is really the opportunity to get on the front end of what is almost going to be an expectation in the future
1: is what i'm thinking I am not in disagreement with you. I don't know. To, you know, we don't know where it will go, right? That's the unpredictability of all of this. But what it's I do fun. know, it's a new form of communication. Yeah. Right. It doesn't replace video when there needs to be video. It sure. puts video in a place that you wouldn't have otherwise put video because you didn't have time mm-hmm. and you couldn't customize. Right. It now enables us if we have training materials, whether it's for clients like you, Amber, or whether it's someone internal in HR, and you know that things change. Now you modularize it into one or two minute sound bits and chunks so that when something changes, boom, you just replace that one segment of the training. Mm -hmm. So you're not replicating everything all the time or having to redo everything. You're just taking that one little piece out because you strategically develop it with the strategy and curriculum in mind for it to be in micro, micro sizes. That saves infinite amounts of dollars in organizations for all the ways that that needs to be communicated. Oh, hey, this one app, you know, this one platform, this one manager wants all the team to enter their hours this way and the notations this way instead of the way that you're recommending at office. Can we make that change in our training? Well, yeah, it's going to take like 30 minutes now, you know, same day delivery (laughs) instead of Yeah, but we need to go shoot someone. We need to find someone to write, you know, all of those things. The
0: lighting, blah, blah, blah. And like, let's be real. Guys, they wake up, they take a shower, they brush their hair, they brush their teeth, they're ready. Women, we have more steps (laughs) to be acceptable on video.
1: Yeah. You know, luckily I, I feel that COVID at least has lessened the yeah. stress of that now because there was three years ago, I would not be doing this podcast with no makeup, a ponytail and my glasses on. Like I did swipe some lip gloss. Don't know if you can do that. <laughs> yeah, very But <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but like, I wouldn't have done this a year pre COVID. Yeah. Because I was so mentally and I think a lot of us were like, oh, it's going to be video. It's out there forever. We've gotten to be a little more human yeah. in that sense. And at the same time, we do realize now that video is the norm. We see how quickly, because of necessity, Zoom was adopted into the cultural lexicon. Right. Even though it had been around for years and years and years and years and years. That was beta. Before that. That was beta Zoom. Same. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, it's been around for a long time. But most people now know it as a verb, as a noun. It's, you know, as ubiquitous as Google is in that way. So... Those people who knew about it early, adapted faster, were able to be more strategic. And yes, other people caught up, but I can promise you the difference in the impact that you make in that interim time before it becomes mainstream, because there will be copycats. There will be people, oh, well, we can make this. And then we synthesize this voice and it's not your real voice or, oh, look, if you do it this way, it's faster. And it's 60% as good as something. And for some people... If they're just using it as a token parlor trick, 60 percent's is great. Right. You're going to be able to find a solution. But if you want to use it in meaningful and strategic ways, um, this is it. And my dissertation is testing different iterations of synthetic media. So we'll have real scientific proof in the next 18 months on where this best fits with tons of data to back it up. That's so
0: cool. So, okay. Now I want to flip over to... PhD land, um, because that's a really big part of your life right now. Yeah. And one day on my trajectory, that's, you know, I have intentions for that. And I know that there's a lot of, of listeners who do aspire to have more education. Um, and, and so I guess I'm going to ask some questions selfishly. <laughs> Please do it. What is, it's a lot of work, Jill. I, I know I'm preaching to the choir, what is motivating you? Like what was the big why that said, like I am going to invest the time, the money, the energy cuz you have a booming business and you're now involved in a tech
1: startup and you're doing your PhD. For me, it's 100% ego and anyone who tells you otherwise, I think is full of it. <laughs> Listen. Unless Unless your goal is to get a professorial position as your second career. And then you need, actually, technically you don't, because I was a faculty member for a decade without a PhD. But you either need a real nuanced in or you need a doctorate to be able to have a faculty position. And if that's your goal, okay, there could be a job-based reason for it. Sure, can I justify that? I can charge higher fees uh, with it. Yeah, I could charge higher fees. Now I could just say no when people ask me to discount them. That's a choice that mm-hmm. I'm making, right? If we are honest, that's a choice. And now as women, we get negotiated down statistically a lot more often than our male counterparts do in all different industries. So for me, this is just one thing that's going to make my life easier at the end of the day. But if it wasn't an ego driven decision, I'm 40. At this stage in the game, I have my shit together. I don't need this at all. And so if it wasn't ego driven, you're never gonna put up with the BS you have to put up with right. to get this degree. Well and I guess for me it it would be ego too because just as a
0: small like as a girl, I just have always wanted the highest level of mm-hmm. education that is available to me. Like whatever the highest trophy is when it comes to learning, that's what I want. <laughs> And I think it's just for me, like, it's really not for anybody else. And to your point, like, I don't think it's going to make me any more money. I just want it.
1: You know, I, we had to do this video. So the first before the first or class that we had, we had an orientation week and then first class. And this is it's an intense program. I travel from North Carolina to Florida to Tampa once a month. On my dime of course to go to school and we have intensive weekends and then between it's online i picked a hybrid program like that intentionally because i wanted that network of people who are equally devoted to improving themselves yeah right and i think that's been a really key factor in my happiness lately too is knowing this other network of people in diverse industries Um, because sometimes we get siloed within what we're doing and we had to make this video for all the other faculty and other alumni members and stuff to get to meet us. And one of the questions is, why are you getting your DBA? And I said, and I blat- blatantly said, I'm like, ego isn't everybody. <laughs> That's why I love you so <laughs> Like, like, I'm like, sure. Like, yeah, I look forward to researching X, Y, and Z. And I have a strategy for how I'm going to use it, but I could get by in life. Fine without it. Not going to die if I don't have it. Not going to not be able to You can study whatever achieve. you want to study. You could publish yeah. whatever you want to publish. I have multiple books. i right. made good money on textbooks. I wrote at a textbook in 2009. Like, I've checked the boxes. But this was ego. I want those letters because of the credibility it brings, because of the ease it'll allow me in certain situations of my life.
0: I like that. I think that's fair. And okay. then
1: I get to research cool ass shit that uh-huh. I'm really excited about, and so it's a win-win. Like, is it going to benefit me? Of course, it's going to benefit me. But let's be honest, I could take a training class in tarot card reading, and I'm not dissing this. This is just like a far-fetched example from synthetic media. I could go take a you know a class in tarot card reading, and I would find a way to make that benefit me too. Right, right, exactly. When you're an entrepreneur, when you have a drive, even if you're not an entrepreneur, if you're someone who's driven, you care about learning, you care about advancing yourself, you're going to find a way to make whatever learning experiences that you're presented with in life meaningful to you. That's right. yeah, just got a little have a little shoots, but I just it. want I just want the letters <laughs> no, <me too. laughs> I could have researched the stuff. But I just got so excited. <laughs> I just took a drink of water and that did not turn out well um I could have <laughs> researched this stuff on my own I don't need a university to do that makes access yeah. to resources easier but yeah no.
0: and I think it validates your research as well I think a PhD's research <laughs> is looked at differently than
1: a 100% even though it doesn't necessarily need to be because I can tell you some of the people that have passed this program I look at I'm like and not this program in particular but people I know who have PhDs I'm like Glad you're a credible source in this area. That's fantastic, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think it is.
0: It's just um, um, when we want something out of life, if we have a passion around it, whatever drives that passion, then that's what helps us get through the shiz show that is going to happen on route to whatever it is that you want. Because life's not easy, and if you really, really want something, then you're going to stand up to all of the things that are hindrances to getting to that end game. And I know you're, you're, a, you're a strong woman, you're a bad mama jamma, but I can imagine this has not been the easiest track for you.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's awesome being told that what you're doing sucks by researchers. right? It, <laughs> it, it, it really blows after like running your own game for a number of years and the paychecks that you're getting and deposits from clients are like feeding your ego and telling you like, yeah, you're validated. And then you submit this paper and it's like, fail. Yeah. I, I had to submit three times before my qualifying exam got accepted. And wow. that did not do my ego well. I actually was struggling with it. And this just was the other like a week and a half ago that I finally passed all the qualifying exam stuff because you know what? It wasn't academic enough or it was too broad or it was too big or it was all these different things. And then what's great about it is now it gets to go to a whole other committee of people who can tell me, actually, this is complete crap. We need to do it another way. And if my ego wasn't in it, for the bigger picture, I would never put up with any of this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're like, let me just go back to where people love me and I make a lot of money and I'm always right.
1: (laughs) Well, and I can spend the equivalent of my tuition over these three years to get someone else to do the research for me. So I'm not even working at it. And then just claim it on my business. Yeah. like I can commission some research. I'm not dissing people who do that. It's actually a pretty smart strategy. But again, if your ego wants something like a doctorate, you go and do that stuff yourself instead of paying someone to do it. Yeah. I love it.
0: I love it. All right. So before we wrap up and I tell people all the different ways they can get in touch with you and check out all that you have going on. I always like to ask the parting question, which is what lasting or parting advice do you have for a bombshell, a bold, brave, unwaveringly confident woman in business?
1: unyielding belief in what you bring to the table is essential. Mm. And that belief will help you weather whatever is thrown your way. It's ugly, there's crying, there's hitting things, or you know, whatever your emotional outlet is, Um, sometimes bourbon, (laughs) whatever it may be at the end of the day, when you're sitting eating ramen on the floor of your overpriced studio in New York city, having just sold your road bike, which has been your favorite hobby for multiple years to be able to pay rent. It is that belief in self at the end of the day and what you bring and knowing that it can impact somebody's situation for the better that is going to get you through it.
0: I love that. I love that. And I believe it myself. I think that's a great way to wrap up the official interview part. So thank you for those wise words. Now, if you want more wise words from Jill or to learn about all the exciting things that she does or to um, do business with her, um, she is the dynamic communicator, which you can find at the dynamic um on Instagram. She's dynamic Jill. Same on LinkedIn. You know how I feel about this. I say it every time. Connect on LinkedIn first. That's where we do business. Um, Facebook's Dynamic Jill, Twitter's Dynamic Jill. And then how do we find out about um, Render Media?
1: Excellent. RenderMedia.ai is the website. You can go there learn some information. If you want to see like the evolution of the avatars and the research I've done on the stuff, you can go to thedynamiccommunicator.com and there's an AI video avatars link. But uh, rendermedia.ai is, if you may be interested in seeing, hey, maybe this avatar could be right for me, um, you can get on our wait list. Again, we're in beta right now, so it's not everyone getting in. Um, and we do mobile shoots maybe once a month. That's all we're onboarding right now to make sure we can do what we need to do to get quality. the technology. Amazing. But uh, yeah, get on the wait list. It's not some bombarding thing because email marketing like hardcore is not my style at all, Um, but you will get education on synthetic media. And for me, it's if you are in business, you need to be abreast of what is coming down the pike at a mass consumer level. And the savvy people will understand it and know it, even if they don't do it themselves before that gets there so that you can speak about it in an educated way when it does come up. Yeah.
0: Love it. Love it. Love it. Jill, thank you, A, for being my friend and B for bringing your genius <laughs> to the Bombshell Business Podcast. I don't know. Uh, thank you is enough for for sharing your time with what limited time you have these days.
1: <laughs> no, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me and thank you everyone for listening.
0: Absolutely. All right, Bombshell, you know what to do. If you haven't left a rating and review, please do so so that more eyeballs can get on this podcast and whatever listening app that you listen to. If you're watching on YouTube, please like this video subscribe share it with your friends and um I think this is really something that you need to bring to your team whether that's the team that you lead or the team that you're a part of and have a conversation about this personalization um, whether you take it all the way to this avatar or just different ways that you can connect in this way because the world is shifting quickly and we have to keep up um and this is one really key way communication is the bedrock of like all the things. So um, you know, save this episode, listen to it again, connect with Jill, and then I will see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Bombshell Business Podcast. Visit AmberHurdle.com for more resources like show notes and check out the Bombshell to grab my book and download the free bonuses.